I am um, starting a podcast. I, you know what? I turned up the reverb. <laughs> Although it does sound like I'm talking to an empty room. I turned off the reverb because um, I was singing, <laughs> testing out this microphone. And uh, it's like doing one person karaoke, which honestly is ideal. Oh, ambiance and reverb are two different things. Anyway, okay, today I learned. Yeah, so I'm starting a podcast. Um, do you hear that? You can like hear the train outside. Okay, yes, because why the hell not? Um, it just seems kind of fun, you know? And I thought I would add my voices, my voice to the million and one voices that are uh, already out there. One of whom belongs to my friend Matt. You might have heard um some stuff on my Instagram story. I'm talking like I have like 50 followers. Okay, to be clear, 80 people watch my story. Maybe max. I actually don't really know. But um yeah, so this could be fun. I I don't really know what I'm going to talk about yet, but I imagine it will be um stream of consciousness. <laughs> I hope you're up for it. I like I kind of jokingly said to my friend, like, maybe I'll just like record my memoirs and I'll call it memoirs, which is a kind of a stupid name. But actually, the idea is not bad because uh, people have been people. OK, my mom and like her friends <laughs> have said, when are you going to write a book? You're so good at writing. You should write a book. And I was like, I, I am good at writing. But I'm not, in the, in the sense that I can string together a sentence, yes. But in the sense that I can sit down each day and like churn out pages and pages of readable writing, uh, the answer is no. I, I don't think I can do that. I'm, I should say, okay, maybe if somebody is dangling a check in front of my face, then it's possible. But um, at this stage of my life, no. I've got too many irons in the fire. Is that the right um, usage of that? Anyway, yeah, I've got basically what I'm trying to say is like I've got four different jobs. I quit doing sales after five weeks because I was working for some prick. He was, you know, in a word, a salesman. You make of that what you will. I'm sure I'll get onto this topic at some point because, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. But mostly... um, yeah, I quit that job and I was like, okay, you're 31, Emily, what the fuck do you want to do with your life? And uh, the answer is basically I don't want to work for somebody else. I'm I'm just, I, I just don't, I, the office thing, guys, I just find it very uh, beige. <laughs> it's just very, I wouldn't even say vanilla because vanilla is a flavor. Like it is just so sterile. You know, I mean, it's some woman named Vicky telling you you have like great skin and you're like, Vicky, I spent, (laughs) I was late to work because I was picking at the constellation of acne on my jawline. Like, don't be ridiculous, Vicky. Jesus. I mean, she's saying that because she's been rotting under these fluorescent lights for fucking 17 and a half years. Um, Honestly, Vicky was a sweetheart. I don't, you know, I don't hate Vicky. She was, she's great. But, you know, and I just find them very 90s. I find office work, like even, you know, in a 
they, they try to make these co-working spaces like hip and, and they're like, we work is part of that. But even, uh, this co-working space that I was at for my five weeks working in sales, it was, I mean, even then there was just totally fucking inane banter at the coffee machine and, you know, and, and, and like once you kind of realize that being in a chair from nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock PM, once you like realize that that's just totally like such an arbitrary, um, number of hours and also a large number of hours, like 40 hours a week is a fucking lot. And I just don't buy the idea that, um, it's necessary and and it certainly is not healthy. I mean, that is factually true. You you cannot argue with that. And and like also, I, it's like, <laughs> if you haven't seen Office Space, which like I hope that everyone has, um, you know, he he goes into like this office. He's hypnotized. There are these two guys who are basically from like HR at HQ and they're looking for people to fire or something. And so the Peter goes in and he's like, again, under the influence of hypnosis. And he's like, I'd say on any given day, I do about you know 40 minutes of work or so. I can't remember what the number was, but but it's so true. Like whenever I've done an office job, I swear, guys, I spend more time fucking around and drinking coffee and like looking at Reddit and just, I God, I do all kinds of shit. And actually now I wouldn't mind taking one of those office jobs, having little to no responsibility, collecting a check, and then using the time at my desk to work on things that, um, that actually matter, you know, so I can actually have a side hustle within my main hustle. It, it would be like a, like rushing, Russian nest, nesting dolls of, um, Russian nesting dolls of, of work, of labor. It's, it's efficient. And honestly, I'm sure that no one would be the wiser. I just have to look for a company that hasn't updated anything since 1998. You know, like you go on their website and they have a mission statement. <laughs> mission statements are so fucking silly. Like the, I worked at a place that had one, you know, and they had like a windowless lobby for like the rare occasion that people like clients came to visit. And they had like a mission statement, like etched on glass on the lobby wall next to like a fake plant that hasn't been dusted in, you know, many moons. <laughs> Oh Jesus! What is it about it all? I like I. What's so interesting about an office is that everyone's personality, because the environment itself is so sterile, like everyone's personality is, like, on steroids, right? The the most boring people that you wouldn't look twice at, you know, in public, um, take on this like caricature kind of it's very strange like the most okay here's a good one (laughs) I wanted to have a job when I was living in London and getting drunk so I temped at this place they did um it was an NGO but no it wasn't like a sexy kind of thing they did uh 
maritime regulations. <laughs> like it was just, ugh, I won't even, I'll, I'll spare you the details, but, but suffice it to say that I had to review maritime regulatory stuff all day. It was copy editing all day, just making sure that version, you know, 217.1.1 like was copied perfectly to 217.1.2 do you know it was just so I mean surely they could have had a machine that does it or something anyway so I was actually hired to uh supplement the work of this woman called Jenny I'll never forget her name. Jenny was, mm, I want to say like 45 going on 72. (laughs) She was frumpy. I mean, she was frumpy. And, uh, you know, I didn't actually, I think I only met her in person a couple of times when she came to the office, but I'll never forget her. Um, But she had, they hired me because Jenny had, chronic fatigue syndrome. And when I learned, you know, after a couple of days on the job, I was like, is it that she has chronic fatigue syndrome or is she just bored out of her fucking skull? Because I certainly am. Anyway, so <laughs> Derek was the man, Derek was the manager or the, you know, head honcho, El Jefe, whatever. And uh, when he told me in the interview about you know, Jenny having chronic fatigue syndrome, you could just see that he was fucking pissed that he couldn't fire this lady because British labor law doesn't really allow you to fire people very easily. And uh, especially because chronic fatigue syndrome is a disability. And I'm not doubting that it does exist, but I, I do. (laughs) I also had chronic fatigue syndrome when I worked there. That's all I'll say. But I would call Jenny and, uh, I would say, hey, Jenny, how are you? And she'd always answer and say, oh, I'm a bit tired. Yeah, (laughs) bit tired. Like, no shit. Her whole personality was just being super lethargic. You know, I mean, just and, and she was also beige. Like, I think the day that she came into the office, I recall her wearing like a wool sweater you know, looked like it had been dug out of the bargain bin or something, which, which is fine. I love bargain bin, but you know, it looked it right. Um, and yeah, she just had this kind of like washed out kind of not just physically, but like her affect, (laughs) she was like diluted. She had, it was like, if, if, if you had like a, um, um, if a person could be somehow um, homeopathic. Uh, that was like such an office situation. And I, I used to just sit there all day. For, I mean, and I would come in with the worst hangovers. I would like go out the night before, get smashed on wine. And like the bars close at like 11 or something in London. Like it wasn't like I was out super late, but so, so I would just get really, really drunk before 11. And then, um, you know, I don't even know, stumble home. Um, and 
and taught her to work in high. I was like staying. I had a rich uncle who lived in central London, like just around the corner from this office. So, you know, I was like living in central London, which no 23 year old, unless you have like, unless you come from oil money, um, can like afford to live in central. I was living there for free and like working in this shitty job and I would just get fucked up and like then wake up still drunk like somehow get ready and look presentable. And to be fair, I did look very presentable in a pencil in a pencil skirt. Like I had a great ass. <laughs> did a lot of walking. But I would like totter to work in high heels and like literally like a hot mess. Like I'm sure that I reeked of alcohol. My first week <laughs> speaking of alcohol, I know that Derek was the culprit, by the way, in hindsight it had to be him. But um you know, I was at like an empty, de- every office has an empty desk and it's just for like the transient office workers, you know, the temps. And I opened the file cabinet drawer and there was a fuckload of whiskey and like all kinds of, it's on my Instagram if you go back far enough. <laughs> Somebody had been stashing liquor bottles, more than one bottle. There were like probably at least four bottles of half empty liquor and uh and my dumb ass like with this such an american thing to do by the way like oh my god what's all this alcohol in here for did you guys have a party and like look at the fucking people who work there emily like no no one was having a party (laughs) somebody was an alcoholic (laughs) and it was probably the guy with the really red face so um anyway the, a couple days later, Derek said, oh, I, I remember where that was from, Emily, we, because we had a whiskey tasting, huh, some clients, huh? Like, he, he, it took like 48 hours for him to come up with an origin story for this liquor. And by that point, I was just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a miracle I never drank any of it. I don't know. I think I was too busy, like, sexting my boyfriend or something. Oh, God. I should probably cut that out. I, like, literally, though, all day, I would just sit there. I mean... <laughs> on Facebook Messenger on their computer. But I was like, these people are living in 1998. Like, they're not, they don't have a, you know, key logger. <laughs> they're not tracking what I'm doing very closely. And honestly, if they are, they probably love it. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I love an office. I love an office. I might go back. <laughs> uh Anyway, um, I have no idea how long this is. I'm doing this on GarageBand, and it tells me I'm 451 bars in. (laughs) That's about how far I am in life, too. I've been to about 451 bars total, so maybe I should just cut it short. I don't know. How long have you been talking? Are you guys still even with me? That's the crazy thing about a podcast. Like, with an Instagram story, I can kind of see where people start to drop off, and I'm just wondering, like... You know, if I said something really heinous right now, I doubt I would ever get canceled for it. Like, no one's going to make it this far. Do you hear that? You can hear a train. Anyway, um, what are some other offices that I've worked in? Like, I, I guess I could just go through my whole CV. Oh, I did intern. All, this was also in London. I had some really silly fucking, I hesitate to even call them jobs when I worked there, but uh it was like an internship at this law firm in the communications department. And actually everyone who worked there was hot. 
the guy who was kind of in charge of me, <laughs> I forget his name, maybe Tom or something, Tom, Dick, Harry, I don't know. He, um, he was gorgeous, but his mate <laughs> was this Australian guy who also worked in the department and I had the hots for that guy. He was like tall, he had green eyes, kind of like, um, reddish hair, like he was just so hot and and of course the Australian accent anyway um where was I even going with that story I just kind of started daydreaming oh yeah I didn't I did not know why I was there my so my aunt actually hooked me up with this job and uh oh this is so embarrassing actually this is a missed opportunity this is where my life could have taken a very different direction right so we were in a like you know all hands meeting in the conference room everyone went around the table and like said what they were doing what they were working on just a little update and then they came to me and I'm just like I just like uprooted my life and moved to London um I don't really know very many people so if you want to like get a drink then that'd be cool <laughs> I mean I think in London they have a higher tolerance for alcohol literally and also just the idea of it so they didn't really think twice about it but then some girl in a different kind of same like general department but different I don't know what do you call it sect <laughs> um she basically worked across the, the floor and um she came up to me and was like hey I'd love to you know go out to lunch with you and get to know you and I can't remember her verbiage but I'm pretty sure it was she she was trying to you know see if I was useful <laughs> if I was smart but like, I didn't know that because I was like there socially. I was there for friends. You know, I, it didn't occur to me that this person would like be taking me seriously. And I think that's what it comes down to. The job I had prior to that one for context was a delivery driver. <laughs> so I had just been doing a bunch of cocaine in Atlanta for like, I don't know, eight months. So I like rock up to this nice office. All these people are like making good money and and this girl like takes me seriously, but I didn't know that. <laughs> so she t we went out to lunch and uh, I just botched it. Like, I don't even know what I talked about, but like I dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> it was honestly, it's so cringe to think about now because like that is a situation where if I could go back in time, I would and I would be a professional. Um. You know, I was the most professional person at the delivery job and the least professional person in the office. That's kind of, you know, right where I was at the age of 22, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Then they also took me. So this was like when um, Twitter and like social media was kind of it was 2014 or 15. So like Twitter was around, but like companies were trying to figure out how to use it and so that they had some meeting and they like invited me to the meeting and they were kind of trying to pick my brain and I again didn't really know what to say <laughs> excuse me um yeah so that's an office job that like I wish I could go back to it was you know what's interesting this is like one of those real life poetry things that happens um I bought a pair of heels while I was there. I ordered them online and they were too big. Let that sink in. <laughs> you know, I had to stuff pantyhose in the toes. And that actually literally does rhyme, huh? 
Um, yeah. So I, I just, all this to say, we're on, we're now 613 bars in all of this to say, I, uh, I do not belong in an office. It's just never been my vibe. It's never been my thing. I find it a really weird, um, social, I just, yeah, I, I think most of the thing that I love about teaching is that in a classroom, it's a place of business, but people really let their hair down in a classroom. <laughs> it's only like semi formal, you know, kids have no compunction about falling asleep on their desk, <laughs> you know? If Jenny had been allowed to just sleep on her desk, like I, they probably wouldn't have even hired me. Um, you know, kids will drop an F bomb. I've got one kid that just walks out. He just leaves, you know, and he, it's like a whole thing. Like he, he has like a minder, <laughs> like a handler that follows this kid around. And I'm, you know, I have half a mind to just be like, oh no, he's pretty smart. Like <laughs> maybe just let him go. Like, as long as he gets the work done, he should just be allowed to go home. Like that's really like how it should be. You know, why are we like holding this child hostage? Anyway, it's kind of an interesting thing, but yeah, again, the thing that I mo like most about teaching is that, um, it doesn't happen in an office. I had a teaching job in an office building once sucked. It was exactly what you would expect, you know? All right, 661 bars in. Should we go to 666? Let's do that. 666.6. All right, bye. I'll be back soon. This is not the last you're going to hear from me. <laughs>